0: following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This, 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 is this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming
1: live from the Dallas Cowboys
2: World Headquarters
1: at the Star in Frisco.
2: hand Elliott plowing to the goal line. sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he it
0: into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Standback.
1: That's a Let's off-season edition of Talking Cowboys here on DallasCowboys.com. As always, presented by Geico and
3: well, Isaiah and uh, Heckma have the chopper going. You're not oh going to join gosh, in a little I, bit? I forgot. I didn't doing? see you. Come on, no. Come on, Rob. I'm right here. You guys can't see me, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm you can't with you. see me. I'm still, me. I'm still I'm reeling not for not what we just talked about off-air right before the show started. So I'm recovering from that. D- yes, you are. You are definitely <laughs> no, recovering Literally in figuratively.
1: Fire. Yeah, uh, glad you're with us here on DallasCowboys.com. Excellent. We are having a ton of fun already, <laughs> all over the place. I think is is safe to say uh, early in the show. But uh, wanted to kind of get into things really quickly because we only have an hour, and of course everybody tunes into the show to hear about the Dallas Cowboys, and we're going to talk about them, Dallas Cowboys. But first, we got to talk about this virtual offseason because today is the Mm-mm. official start of the v- virtual offseason as implemented by the NFL at least at the moment it's been caused or it has caused a huge divide between the NFLPA the players and then also the owners in the league every part of this offseason is voluntary except for the June mini camps but Rob why does this cause problems
3: amongst c- the NFL why does it cause problems yeah well i mean there's questions about whether from the player side whether it's really needed to have um and i think there's different viewpoints based on how long you've been in the league if you're a veteran guy you probably hate doing this in the spring mm-hmm. and i Isaiah, i'm sure you can speak to this um and so and part of it too is the pandemic part of it is their own research on the nflpa side that says look injuries were down we think quality of play went up based on the cowboys experiences i don't know it's if you could say that's opposite. the case <laughs> no, um, but there's you know there's viewpoints on different sides i think from the nfl side it's like look you're gonna have to work out somewhere this spring and we've shown a commitment to having safe protocols in place especially here at the star uh you know they really were able to mitigate risk with covid and that'll be continue to be the case. So it just comes down to, to what team's comfort level is, what player's comfort level is. It is voluntary, as you said. Uh, the Cowboys have not come out through the NFLPA and announced anything with their players saying, look, uh, we're not going to do this. So I think you can expect to see Probably a good amount of Cowboys out here uh, getting working this spring, just like they always do. Uh, Cowboys never announce how much, but I think you're going to see a pretty good number, just like they like always do. Now, I, I want
1: to get Isaiah's, of course, former player opinion on this in a second. But, Heckma, before we get to that, we talk about these Cowboys coming in and, and having that virtual off season. I mean, of course, last year being a virtual off season it put the Cowboys behind the eight ball with a new coaching staff. So how crucial is it? for this team to kind of find a rhythm around Mike McCarthy through the offseason, and, and once again, not being able to be in the building, or at least not the majority of the players being in the building, should be a little bit of
0: an issue, right? Yeah, it absolutely should. I mean, it was last year. You look at all of the you know things that Coach Mike McCarthy tried to build through the virtual offseason, and you realize that there was a disconnect, especially with the product that was on the field. I mean, it was... If it cost us nowhere else but on the defensive side of the ball, that was it was apparent uh, that the offseason workout and and my coach Mike Nolan, uh, then defensive coordinator, him not being able to implement his scheme. But I get I'm very uncomfortable with this this topic because I think the the players have dug in on something um, as it relates to COVID and the pandemic and basically saying that they want to make sure for the safety for their safety that they're not you know putting themselves at any more risk for exposure. Uh but then there's another side of this. There's another side where there's a guy that's fighting for that 53rd spot that wants to be a part of off season. That's fighting tooth and nail because he's, you know, got bills and and, and (laughs) maybe on the way bills to pay you know sort of aspect of it but I think from a coaching standpoint you you want to because traditionally coaches have been that they have this time as evaluators as the best evaluators in sports to try and implement their scheme and see where guys are so you know, look, I, I think even for Coach Mike McCarthy and his new staff, especially on the defensive side of the ball, they want these guys to participate. But then again, like I said, man, there's a, there is an aspect of this with players that they are concerned. And you saw the NBA, NFL, you know, get through a whole season with, you know, some cancellations of games and things like that. But still, all in all, man, I think that the concerns are real and the guys have a legitimate uh, gripe about this.
1: All right, Isaiah, I want to hear your opinion.
2: All right. Um, No, I think you guys have done a great job of kind of creating a synopsis of what the issues that are at hand. From the coach's standpoint, we obviously know uh, that Coach Quinn and the rest of his crew want these guys on site, they need these guys on site. Um, and, you know, last year, not only did we have a, have a virtual offseason, but we also had a virtual offseason where guys were, quote unquote, not supposed to gather together to even watch film together and not supposed to do walkthroughs together. So that compounded the problem last year, um, in addition to having a new defensive coordinator. So um, it's looking as if this uh, is going to be. Uh, virtual offseason across the board. I think there's 19 teams already that I've already put out statements yeah. saying that they're not going to be there. So it's you know now you start getting into a situation where you know you do have a union, right? And your union, the majority of, your, of the of the participants in your union are saying, "Hey, we're doing this in, in form of solidarity. Um, don't show up." And you know if you kind of go against the grain, then you're kind of the outcast um, from the player standpoint. I get it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I know fans don't want to hear that, but I, I do get it. I mean, it's, it's, you know, imagine, imagine you're, a, you're a guy like me from Seattle and all of a sudden, you know, you have to go live in, in Texas or wherever your team is playing. Imagine you have to go live in, in, you know, New York, right? For the, for, for four months, three, four months, you know, just working every single day. Um, when you really don't have to when you have an option to not have to do that and still have the opportunity to go out and do what you're paid to do Which is go perform on the field uh, I know a lot of people are gonna say "Well, that's your job and, and you're absolutely correct, but there's a clause in there that says that you don't have to be there. It's voluntary, It's true. right? And as long as that clause yeah. is in there, mm-hmm. it, it, left, it left the window open, right? And I tell people all the time, we say it on the show: if you leave the window cracked, Debo's coming in, right? So <laughs> uh, you know these guys, you know the window is cracked, and and these guys have the option um, to exercise their right to not show up. And um, they, that's that's not to say that they're not preparing, they're not doing the things they need to do. If that if there is another virtual platform for us again this offseason for the Cowboys. This year is different because guys will get together. Guys will have walkthroughs. The leaders will hold meetings. They will watch film together. They will do a lot more things um, together because they won't be forced to be in isolation like they were last year.
3: One thing to point out, you made a great point, Isaiah, about where you live because I think one reason the attendance here has been so good is most guys stick around. Most guys either live here, they don't go, yeah. uh, they don't live somewhere else yep. out of state. So it, the Cowboys have an advantage. Dallas, great place to live, um, but. It's hard for me to speak on it because I didn't play. I didn't play the game. I didn't mm-hmm. play at that level. I don't. I don't know from the physical aspect of it. Hey, I, I don't need to, to do this. Put that extra sprain on my body. I can do it at home. Uh, and it's worth noting that this phase one through May 14th is virtual meetings. Essentially, you come in, you can work out, but it's it's virtual. Mm-hmm. It's phase two that I'm really focused on, where you get into late May, and it's OTAs, and then you, you mentioned the minicamp. Yeah. Man, that. The Eagles have come out, the Giants have come out, said they're not going to do it. I don't know if that extends to OTAs and minicamp, but the Cowboys, to me, immediately, if if things hold and they they continue to work out here and do OTAs and stuff, they're at an advantage over their division rivals, to me, because they are working out together, especially defensively. Heck, you hit on it, trying to institute a new defense, I don't want Leighton Vander having to hit the raise the hand icon on the Zoom, you know, to, to ask a question. Like, let's just <laughs> do this stuff in person and, and, and try to get better. Yeah. You know, I think that could have been a big difference if they were around for OTAs last year. That's just my opinion, and I think it could help <laughs> if they do it this year.
2: And Robert, I know, I know there's going to be a lot of fans that are that are kind of up in arms about this. But think about it, you know. Imagine if it was the four of us, right? We're all we're all old and busted now, right? So if we say we had an opportunity to make the you know make the last spot on the roster, and we're not really getting those checks, so you're getting those. I know when I was playing, I think it was $500 a week for your uh, for your off season uh, off season training. So from mm-hmm. your your entire off season all the way up until the, the point where you hit camp, it was five hundred dollars a week. Well, take a, take a city like D.C., take a city like New York, you know, take Dallas. I don't care. You're you're bringing home two thousand dollars for the month. Cool, two thousand dollars for the month, regardless of how much money um, your contract says that you're supposed to make, right? And then you're having to pay to get your car shipped right to and from you having to find an apartment or a house to, to rent right to cover the expenses that you, there's not enough money coming in and guys are losing money so if you don't already have a pocket full of money think about the guys that are, are trying to make the squad they don't have the bread to be to be trying to you know show up and yes it's an opportunity but the reality is it costs money to go work off site mm. and when you're getting that when you're getting those weekly game checks it's different right but when you're not getting those weekly game checks yeah, yeah, but your pockets, hey, your pockets is a little light.
0: Hey, man, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to start, and, and let's just take the COVID aspect out of it, when, it when, we're, when you're making that point, because, look, the world's smallest violin is starting to play, and the song, <laughs> Woe Is Me, is going to play on the jukebox for you um, if you're talking about that, because there are a bunch of 23 and 24-year-old yeah. guys that need that $500 a week that will do anything to get that money yeah. because they're living off of their body in the production that they want to put out and get that one of very a uh, very few percentage that get to play this game and so look i think when that's what i believe happens with the fan base and professional athletes where there's this disconnect between the exorbitant amounts of wealth that the 1% or percent, whatever yeah. that is of guys that make in the league and the guys that are fighting tooth and nail just to get on the roster and some guy that's sitting in his cubicle with cowboy memorabilia all over it and he's like what do you mean you won't go and work out for half a million dollars or whatever it is I mean this there's no connecting it there's a disconnecting there's no way to disconnect that back because mm-hmm. I think as a, a casual fan it's hard to even Fathom, yeah. you know, yeah. fathom yeah. what you're giving up for this. And, and look, I think that at the at the end of the day, what's going to come out is that this is all about money, right? We realize all these mm-hmm. things is happening with the, the betting and the the new TV rights deal. All of this, the players are going like you said. You leave that Debo you leave that window open. Debo go come through. Come through. So the players, the players are finding every little nuance, everything that they can do to force. The, the the ownership to come back to the table to negotiate about these things because in a pandemic year they had so many things affecting them that's that's just my point on it well
3: and and look they they both sides agreed to an 18th game but that's that's more physical strain on players bodies over the course of the year so and there's veteran players like Give Jason Tredder who's running you know the player side of things he's their rep and it's like do we do we need this at all you know, we, we were able to get through a season without it yeah. last year. Do we need it this year? My question, though, that it extends to beyond just the offseason workouts for, for on the player's side. What about guys rehabbing though? You know, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Dak Prescott right. needs to be here to rehab. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't. It benefits him obviously to be here with the Cowboys staff. Yeah. That, that's that to continue. You know, the progress he's made. All the guys that are coming back off injury. Are you asking guys not to do that? That that's my question too and maybe not. Maybe not cuz cuz guys have been rehabbing since the offseason began uh, from injuries but P, how far does it
0: extend is my question. Yo, P, let me ask you this. JC Treader, he's the union president. He's, you know, he makes a valid point, right? But I think that when you as far as the the man The overall product of football sucked last year, and I don't care what anybody says. And that's from (laughs) high school all the way up to the NFL. And you saw it, and and it was because of guys having these virtual OTAs. Not having uh two a days uh, abbreviated two a day, you saw the product on the field go down, and maybe offensively the numbers were up, and that was put the defense at a disadvantage, but still it, we there are God, there are teams, especially the, the Dallas Cowboys need this OTA they need two days because without it you're going to get the same results that you had last year guys not having to the concept of the scheme of defense not being able to communicate because they had nothing to draw from and if you're depending on your rookie guy that you're going to bring in to you know upload <laughs> video to his coach to say hey you know I this is what I'm doing these are my workouts and you know my grandmother's at my grandmother's house you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that relates to Sunday, dog. When the lights are on and we gotta pay attention to that, I don't know, man, man. Well, I think, That's Heckma, you, my opinion,
1: you probably struck a chord with a lot of our viewership and a lot of our listenerhood when you said there's that disconnect between the players, the coaches, the owner owners, and the fans. And there's no ways to get back in there because a lot of people who are listening right yeah. now are those people that are in the cubicle with the Cowboys memorabilia yeah. all over their cubicle. And I'm, yep. I'm right there with you. I do the same exact thing. My cubicle up there has Cowboys, Cowboys memorabilia. I grew up a fan. So... There is that disconnect, but like like Rob was saying earlier, there's a disconnect between even even the veterans and even some of these younger guys who are trying to fight for that playing position, that roster spot, yep. but there's also a little bit of a caveat for those who have already had those roster spots. And per, per Todd Archer, he had a really good article on ESPN.com, said there's contract de-escalators in the Cowboys' contracts that could cost key players up to half a million dollars off their base salary, should they not show up to at least 84% of the voluntary workouts? And those players include Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper, Jalen Smith, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, a.k.a. the the core. I mean, that is the core of your franchise in a nutshell. If you wanted to throw those names out there, maybe we'll take away a, a number, 54 or something, out of that, that group in terms of the core players that are there. But... Contracts-wise, yeah. that's a lot that you're going to have to give up if you're not here. And you talk about how it benefits certain players, but there are players on that list that may not be comfortable coming in for these voluntary workouts. So, Isaiah, I ask you the question, as a former player, does that money change things or is you are you still able to kind of take a stand there if you believe so?
0: Come on, Isaiah.
1: <laughs> so let me let me let me
0: set
2: the precedent by by saying this. I've I've never been against off-season workouts. I, I I like the work. I like the off-season. I like being around the guys. I like being near the coaches and being able to be in their ear, you know, prior to the season. So that it doesn't bother me. Um however, 500 stacks, and <laughs> now, this was built into everybody's contracts. I wasn't I wasn't making the money that these guys are losing. Uh but they <laughs> could possibly lose. But it was in everybody's contract. If you didn't show up for a certain percentage of the off-season program, you did. You took a you took a L, right? You took a loss. Yeah. So that's why I made sure my butt was there. But yeah. five hundred thousand dollars. That's it. Depends on the individual. I, personally, I'm not leaving that on the table. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you 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 are a part of a union, right? You are a part of a union, and you are representing more than just yourself. I could take it back to. Actually, this is directly correlated to my rookie year, and I'm not going to say the player, but one of one of, we were we were quote unquote holding out our entire draft class: uh, Nick Folk, Anthony Spencer, everybody, right? All of us were all in there, and one one of one of our one of our draft picks. Uh, but his, his agent was having negotiations with the team, and there was one little caveat that they were trying to put in all of our contracts, and it was related directly to this. And it was you had to be a part of, like, 90% of the offseason workouts if you wanted to receive, or, or there was this 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 penalty. And all of us, all of our agents were like, nah, like, we're not signing this. Our entire draft class, we're not doing it. We're holding tight together. Forget that. And, you know, some people felt some type of way, but it was like, hey, we're doing this together as a unit. And the one guy, <laughs> the one guy's agent signed a doggone contract and screwed everybody. Was it right? you? So at that point, we all had nah, to. I got to look up this class. Did you do it? definitely wasn't me. <laughs> nah, goodness goodness gracious. Gracious. traitor. But, but I, I, now that you bring this up, I remember this. Like, we were down there um, in San Antonio. I, I definitely remember that. And we weren't going to practice. We were like, our contracts haven't been signed yet. So we can't practice yet. And then all of a sudden, the word came through. So-and-so's agent signed a doggone deal. We're like, oh. Come on, man! 0-7, right? In reality, oh seven. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't affect uh. us too much. But the reality is, this is the same situation these guys are in. You got guys who really don't care, and hey, either way, it works for me. And then you got the guys who are like, "No, hold tight, and let's
3: stand firm as a unit." Mm. Do you think there's benefit, Isaiah? To uh, I mean, you talked about being a pro, and you can get your work done wherever. Is there a benefit to having yeah. the guys? In the team setting, pushing each other, or is that just rah rah? Absolutely it's not true. Absolutely, I mean, but
2: from the player standpoint, like, like I mentioned, right? You you leave your family. Yeah. Imagine, man, you're a family man, right? So mm-hmm. you, you're leaving your family literally. You know, there's 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 big big times in a year, obviously from August until hopefully February, where you're just not around a lot. So you're missing out on all your kids' games. You're missing out on all the night times. You're missing out on all the all the PTA meetings. You're missing out on a whole lot of things. And, yes, I get it. You're a professional athlete. You you commit to this. You sacrifice a certain a certain part of your life. But the reality is these guys are still humans. So you miss all of that. So now, again, that window's cracked open. And you're like, hey, I don't have to go leave my home and go move somewhere else where my family is not. I don't have to miss out on these things with my family. I'm All I'm going to do is wake up. My day was done. By by 10 o'clock in off season, you know, and during this part of off season, you get in there at seven o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, you work out and then you're done for the rest of the day. What the heck do you do with yourself for the rest of the day? So these guys, as they're looking at it, they're like, why would I leave everything that I have going on, whether it's a side business, whether it's Hmm. my wife, my kids, activities, um, you know, uh, you know, nonprofit organizations, just to simply go lift some weights when I can do that at the crib. Right now, when we start talking about the second phase now, hey, let's now let's possibly look at getting on site for that. because We need to get some snaps. But you're not getting no snaps right now. You're up there. The guys are going to be watching film. We do that at the crib. We're going to be working out. Do that at the crib. Right. So it really it is not necessary to be on site. So I think that's where most of these guys are coming from. It's not so much the whole offseason, but at least this first part is kind of like mm, we're going to be doing the same thing I've been doing for the last month.
1: Gotcha. It needs to be the name of this podcast. This off season at the crib. That's what it needs to be. I think. <laughs> I, mean,
0: right? I, hey,
1: I I will say like there. There's a lot that goes into this. It's not just basically moving in and or not moving in, but coming in and doing a workout. Like there are so many different aspects and changing yeah, right. factors to this all. And I don't think we're even close oh, yeah. to being done with it. I, I think the PA is going to continue <laughs> to have their last words, and we're going to keep moving into the off season without really the off season completely being happy nobody's going to be 100 happy but when we yeah. come back everybody listening nope. will be 100 percent happy because we have mailbag monday mm. is it uh Yay. is it scary to take a cornerback corner cornerback corner really high in the draft maybe at pick number 10 we're going to ask that question and talk about it a little bit when we come back on the other side of the break this is talking cowboys presented by geico It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
2: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways
0: to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. We're back with a tasty
1: treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's
3: take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream
0: Soda and Dr. Pepper time.
1: Ah, uh, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious way. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Okay. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
0: Back to Talkin' Cowboys.
1: Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. Glad you're with us, Rob Phillips, Hekma Harrison, the great Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, (laughs) do more, Essilor. Isaiah well, finally got love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs> finally got your Essilor lenses. Isaiah, what, are you, is it just like a new day? Do you feel like a new man with the, with your lore lenses?
2: You know what, I feel like I can see things with a clear eye view, Kyle.
1: Oh, God. You know? That's a different brand. It's complicated. Uncle <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah. Tell, tell you what, it, this brand is better than that brand. I'll just say that. I'll say that. I've got my Lores on too, and I love them. I'll tell you, I didn't even notice that this was really a thing until I read into it, but they have like the UV protection, the blue light. And Mm -hmm. they also have like the glare resistance. Yeah. The glare, like these bright lights in here and then in the TV studio, it's unreal. Oh, it's awesome. It's perfect. Like, and their prescription glasses, I can tell you, fantastic.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. When I went, I like these frames, right? Just keep I picked them on. these frames out. And I said, you know, these are <laughs> these, these these are fire right here. I said, they I like these. Fired. Nobody really has these, you know these these, these super trooper glasses, right? So they super said, troopers. oh, you know, we don't have the polarized we don't have the polarized lenses for those for those uh, for those frames. I said, dog, on it. You know, I really like these things. They said, but guess what? We're Essilor and we can do anything. So we're just going to make some lenses to fit your frames. I said, you know what? That's customer service at his (laughs) finest.
0: Keep them on. Car car Ramrod.
2: Keep them on, man. Keep them on. (laughs) They need to see my Ramrod.
1: (laughs) Oh, can't wait till uh, till Rob gets his pair. You got to get yours. I know, up. I'm,
3: I'm behind. I, I no. can't wait, though, man. They're awesome. I I, like
1: I, I wouldn't say like sit here and talk about it as much. Like, but I love these glasses and I, I think they're fantastic. So shout out to the people at actually take Hey, man, you guys are about a month
0: behind, man. I know I'm you were the one that show. jumped
1: all the gun right. and got it all quick and whatnot. See, saw see, see that Dogecoin like, We needed to see. We needed to
2: analyze. Yeah, exactly. We needed to analyze. What you had, and then we had to level up. That's all
1: it was. Right we needed yeah. to
2: see our competition.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, it well, watch this. Solid. This is what a good host does. He plays off of even the dumb things that Isaiah says mm. and turns it into a segue. So taking, taking what you just said about leveling up, well, the Cowboys, at least <laughs> in the past, thought they had leveled up at the cornerback see spot when taking level. somebody in the top ten. <laughs> a.k.a. Morris Claiborne, which led our good buddy JT Chandler to send in a Mailbag Monday question for DallasCowboys.com. You can go see David Hellman, Johnny's responses to that specific question on the article itself on DallasCowboys.com. But we're going to answer it here. And His question was, the last time we used a high pick on a quarterback, cornerback, I keep messing that up today, if it doesn't work out very well, or it doesn't work out very well, I personally think corner is the position that is easiest to miss on in the draft. So is Patrick Sertan a sure thing? Rob, I'll let you start on this one because, I mean, there's no such thing as a sure thing in the draft. But Patrick Sertan is about as got he's got about as high of a floor as anybody that I've seen in the
3: class. I agree. I mean, I don't I don't know if he's going to be a Pro Bowl player, but he reminds me of. A, I don't know, a Terrence Newman, you know, coming out in 03, that it, you feel like he's going to play a long time. Yeah. His dad played the position in the NFL. He got as good at coaching as you can possibly get at the college level. Uh, Trayvon Diggs played in that program and looks like he's going to be a really good one. So I f- if that's the pick, then I would feel really good about it. But I I, I don't know if. Wh- who's the name of the fan? That, that JT that? Chandler. JT, I mean, JT like, Money. JT Money, like. You know, cornerback, I guess you definitely can miss on that position. I mean, you look at the Cowboys. You mentioned Mo Claiborne. uh, They drafted guys that haven't gotten second contracts. Now, Mm -hmm. Byron Jones just came down to money. um, But, you know, Cheeto didn't turn out to be a Pro Bowl player, got a second contract somewhere else. They, They haven't, you know, that 17 class didn't work out the way they wanted to, but they also haven't spent really high picks at that position in a long time, not since Mo Claiborne. I mentioned Newman. That worked out. Uh, the higher you pick, the better the odds. So I think that's part of it too. Heckma,
0: you know I love the question from JT, but I, I just don't feel that he's he's taking a one-size-fits-all approach uh, to this, you know. And and Mo Claiborne in his defense, man, he was just they played him out of position, man. I mean, not out of position, but out of the scheme that he was more of a press man guy that they tried to convert into a zone corner. Mm -hmm. It didn't mix well with what his skill set was. Now, when you flip that, and we're talking about Patrick Chetan, one of the things that I love about him is that he can play in multiple styles of defense. And when you just look, man, going looking at Dan Quinn and what he does in his philosophy, just going back to days in Seattle, I think people are getting this cover three thing and thinking that it's just gonna be zone. It's not. I mean, he played a lot of man on the outside with, with Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. And so Trayvon Diggs, Sertan, they would be ideal in a system for Quinn. So I, I just don't feel I mean it'd be the same thing as saying we're not gonna take Quiddy Pay out of Mission, Michigan, because of Taco. You know, it's like, ah, man, I I understand that, you know, you want to put everybody into the same shoe, but that's not the one Cinderella's going to wear. And I think Pei is a better player than Taco. Mo also had terrible injury luck. I mean, terrible injury
3: luck. That's that, If anything, that's what robbed him of a good career. Well, and even saying that, he was still in the, like, in the NFL for a good amount of time.
1: I mean, it's not like he was a one-and-done or uh, just a complete bust. Sure, he didn't live up to his draft stock or what he was taken at, but at the same time, there was a lot of factors that went into that. And if you want to throw in other first-round picks in terms of the corner position, I mean, Byron Jones, it wasn't an early first-round pick, but he was a first-round pick, and he worked out after kind of what Heckman just said, not utilizing his skill set early on. Then you finally put him back at corner, and what did he do? He excelled, and now he's one of the better corners in the league. So, uh, Isaiah, I know know where you stand in terms of the linebackers, and you want to go get Micah Parsons and yada, 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 but what would you feel about if Patrick Sertan – was the pick. Do you feel happy about that? Do you feel like you're a better football team? Or do you feel like this is another Mo Claiborne situation where it's a quote unquote can't miss guy that you might end up missing on?
2: Yeah, I mean, not even going directly against a uh, pet, you know, Certain. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think that uh, it's hard to play corner in the NFL. Let's just call it, call it, color spade a spade. Sure. It, it is very Especially difficult. right now. These guys. Yeah, especially right now, these receivers are quick. They're fast. They're the the schemes against the defenses that they're that are being ran are made to break them down and give these guys the ability to you know get some yak yardage, some yards after catch. It's tough. So that's why nothing against any of these corners that are coming out. I know that we have a handful of guys that are really they're exceptional athletes, exceptional players, but they're gonna it's gonna take time. It's going to take time, you know, so if you, if you go out there and you grab yourself one of those high, high corners in a, in, a, in a draft, you can't expect much from them in the first year. You just the reality is you cannot bear let them bear that weight. Um, and now you, you put that on them in year two, three and four. Right. But in year one, the reality, how much can you truly expect in terms of impact from a corner in this league coming out, coming out the draft? And that's why that's why I lean towards the other positions in terms of having impact right now, because the Cowboys need impact right now. Um, that's not forfeiting your future. That's just saying what is going to have the most, most effect over our success today. And, um, but I think if they go out there and they get a corner, yes, they become better. to answer your question, Kyle, you become a better team. Absolutely. But do you become a team that can just go out there and just have two Rebus islands? Not even close, not even close. And that takes experience. And when you're facing guys, like we're going to be facing this year, <laughs> Kansas city and, 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 and teams of that nature, Strap up, because whoever's out there is going to have to have their have to bring their lunch pail.
3: The idea of having a rookie corner in the starting lineup with a second-year corner—that yeah—it doesn't make you feel great. <laughs> um, but but I mean, nope. the, the reason why it's such a hard position to 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 find great players is another reason why you got to keep. Keep chopping at it because it is such an important position to me anyway. In terms of oh yeah the way the league has gone and and you can ha- I'm I'm with you Isaiah in terms of I, I would go pass rush first in terms of chicken or egg what's more important uh, but you got to have guys on the outside that can hold their own and and I I just look at the depth sure. chart and bringing back Jordan Lewis big I think I, I I've always liked Jordan's game but I think they need to continue to find playmakers there. And I think you still can find that at the cornerback position. I do think it's a hard position to evaluate, like you mentioned, Kyle, the way the game is now. But it's not the hardest. I, quarterback is the hardest position to evaluate yeah. and and the one where you can really miss the most, especially if you're drafted high.
1: Yeah, JT saying that it was the, the yeah. easiest position to miss on, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think you can miss on a slew of positions, and corner certainly is one of those. <laughs> but does this Mo Claiborne pick still kind of haunt this franchise? I mean, like we talked about it, they haven't really spent a high, high draft pick on a corner since – what was that? I mean, 2012. Yeah, so Patrick Sertan was, what, 12 years old whenever that was. Probably. that pick was made? So And he's about to right. be the pick at 10. So, Heckma, do you still see that kind of haunting this front office, or is that something you have to put in the rearview mirror?
0: Yeah, that's definitely in the rearview mirror. I mean, you, you talk about his career and where he would be right now had he stayed with the, the Cowboys. So, look, I, I really just think that when you talk about the 2021 draft, uh, before – the whole Patrick, Patrick Sertan, Kyle Pitts argument started to come up. You heard everyone talking about Christian Barmore and needing that that guy to anchor this defensive line. Oh yes. we, we saw what what happened with you know we the Forty burgers and playing from behind and not being able to be effective with our pass rush or stop the run and. Consequently, that's why our secondaries suffered the way that they yep. did because of the time that the quarterback had. Absolutely. That's why, you know, and I think all of those things, when we start breaking this down and place importance on getting Patrick Sertan, I don't think that he's going to be the end-all, be-all because of all the other draft picks that you have to be strategic about. And so, look, I, I don't, I'm going to be happy if we get Patrick Satan because I know what his skill set is going to be. But I also am not going to be happy if we don't do anything to shore up the interior of this defense. I love it.
3: I think that might be my favorite scenario is if they traded down a few picks and got barbed. Got bar I, I, I love that
1: scenario. He scares me a little bit just based off of the motor. I mean, he's got a motor yeah. and he's a baller, but it's a motor that only runs like two or three plays <laughs> before you have to take him out. And then you, you got to put him back in. He's not a three down lineman. Hmm. And that's what scares me a little bit with with that. Now, that can fit, you know? I mean, with... Tristan Hill with Neville Gallimore and you rotate Christian yeah. Barmore in there, it could fit. It could be just fine. But, but that's Is that what kinda, you want out of your first round yeah. pick? No, that's not what I want out of my first round okay. pick. So I, I think there's just better secondary players that you could potentially go get. Uh, if he falls to you in the second at 44, sure. I would be Onzerike, I would be a like l- that, yeah. ecstatic about that. Yes, yeah, so you leave it on Zarike. He could be a three-down interior defensive lineman. Okay. He could be your three technique and be a, 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 a B.A. Pretty quick. I don't know if I can say that on air. Sure,
3: I'm he sure. can. It's the internet. Uh, yeah, he
1: could be a badass on air or uh, on the field. But uh, I just think I think there's better choices if for that rule specifically. I think there's a better option there. But Isaiah, I'm going to ask you this question because I specifically know what you're going to answer, and I know what Rob's rebuttal is going to be because I feel like this is an argument that we've needed to have on this show for quite some time. Is there really any any other option other than corner at pick number 10, knowing where the needs lie, knowing where the the board falls, is there any other option whenever it comes to a player there on the defensive side of the football outside of Patrick Tertan or J.C. Horn?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know where I'm going with him. (laughs) I'm going right there with with Parsons. Yeah. Yeah, And
0: (laughs) –
2: that's that's my pick. I mean, you know, I know all the people out there are talking about Kyle Pitts. Pitts is going to San Francisco. Let's go ahead and say that right now. That's I'm going to put happening. that to bed. He'll be in San Fran. It's he'll be in San happen. Fran. Okay. All right. He'll be in San Fran. Uh, just, <laughs> what are you just willing the bet? Bet, uh, bet? bet, yeah. So take him off bet. the table. Bet. And then, uh, and then, so yeah. So Parsons. You know, <laughs> just I mean,
1: blew right past that
2: again. It's all about it's all about the the, the front seven. I don't care how great your secondary is. You just heard Heckman allude to it. If you can't get home, it doesn't matter how many doggone Revises you have or wannabe Revises you have out there, they're going to get thrown on all day long because you're going to only stick a guy for so long, right? The average average length of a play is, what, four, three and a half, four seconds, something like that? If that, So, yeah. so, if that, so you go past that and you can't get home? Those guys are getting open, so it doesn't matter how good your, quote-unquote, your corners are. That's why you have to focus on your front seven because all of a sudden what happened in Seattle, which is what we're trying to duplicate, right? We're trying to duplicate what, what Quinn did years ago. Is yeah. the front, the front seven was McNasty, as I call it. Okay. The front seven was McNasty. And because they were McNasty, the guys in the secondary, those four dogs were out there able to eat because they were able to play more aggressive. Not to say that they didn't have talent. We all know that all those guys out there had talent, but you don't have to be as good when your front seven is amazing and they can get and they can apply pressure in addition to the schemes that an amazing defensive coordinator can provide. It will put you in position to make plays. You don't have to have the excellent corners you can have good corners and have an excellent front seven and now you present a problem to every single team that decides to, to step in front of you
3: i'm watching these highlights of mike and parsons i'm like it's mike singletary man this guy, this guy oh, goes sideline to sideline what i would say though is he's a linebacker he's not an edge rusher they use him in blitz situations he's he's played on the line of scrimmage a little yep. bit at penn state uh, if you were an edge rusher, an elite edge rusher. Straight off the edge. Then I would be all about it I th- at 10. I just, there's not, there just doesn't, like we talked about Barmore, defensive tackle, defensive end. There doesn't seem to be that big-time top 10 prospect there this year. For that reason, I'm thinking position-wise, I would be more inclined to take the cornerback because it is a marquee position. It costs a lot of money. if you If you hit on a Pro Bowl player in the top 10, he's under contract for five years. Yep. That's big for me. And and I still think, you know, while front seven, I'm I'm with you there, Isaiah, I still think you gotta shore up your second. The thing is you can talk me into any position on defense. You literally can talk me to any position on defense. If it if it's if it makes an instant impact or if it's gonna make you better. And it just seems like corner, the value seems to be at that position at ten.
1: It does. Hey, I, Rob, Rob. I, 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 I hear you I hear you, Rob. Go ahead, go ahead. Hey.
0: No, I, I mean Rob is saying it, but the thing with Rob is saying it is not going to be a hard to sell, a hard sell on for him to get him. Just to don't like give Michael me pits. Parsons. Just don't give me because pits,
3: and I'll be happy. Is,
0: <laughs> <laughs> give me pits, and I'll be just what? fine. And I, mean, I love look, pits. I'm, I love pits. I'm, but I'm sick. Go ahead. Look, man. I, I am sick of seeing. Last year, man, watching quarterbacks file their fingernails and look for <laughs> their open receivers at the same time. It's not something I'm interested in seeing. I think the the whole execution of the defense was off, and the, you know, that's just stunting everything that we did. We just could not get home, and we can't allow that to be our reality in 2021. You look around the league, and if this is a copycat league, look at the Super Bowl champions and who they had at linebacker and what Mm. they could do. I think Mm. that a guy like Michael Parsons, if you just just keep it real with yourself and look Uh at the highlights that you were just looking at, Rob, you see a (laughs) playmaker. I mean, all the other things that people are saying about him, okay, fine. I'm talking about a guy in this game in the 4-3, what he can do for the Cowboys. If you give him, you know, the kamikaze mission of getting home, he shows you that he can do that. He did it in college. He'll do it in the pros.
2: So Heck Heckman, did you just say
0: uh, a, a,
2: a guy in the four three who just happens to run a four three? Is that is that what wow. I heard? You see how that works. You see how you see I did that right there. Listen here, yeah. uh, <laughs> Rob. Yes, I don't disagree. You need a secondary, but. Be real with yourself, right? Since we're talking about keeping it 100, right, on the, on this Monday. We don't have keep it real Fridays right now. we got to keep it real Mondays. Stay with Stay with you, <laughs> say it with your chest. If you – say it with your chest. Say with your chest. If you're Kansas City, you're coming in here. If you're Green Bay, you're coming in here. I don't care who it is. Are you afraid of Diggs and Sertan? If I'm Pat mm. Mahomes, honest, I'm not afraid of anything.
3: Just,
2: but, but, no, no, just but young, be real. Young Corners, you, no. No, no, no. no, 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 no no, not afraid of it. I don't care what team you what team walks in here or what team you go play. You're not afraid of those two guys. No disrespect. Good good players. You're not afraid of corners. There's very few corners in this league that have ever been that guy that you're like. I just can't throw that way. Very few. Very few that we can Champagne, name in our entire history. Deion yeah. Sanders, yeah I mean, yeah, very very few guys that you just say. Guess <laughs> what? That side of the field's walled off. I'm just not going over there. Right. Yeah. Everybody else. Ah, they got to the show me. Right. But there's plenty of defenses that we can name in history where you're like, crap, I'm not fooling with these boys front seven. We gotta get the ball out. We gotta get the ball out quick because guess what? Either the D line's gonna get home or guess what the D line's gonna consume the offensive linemen and the linebackers they're they're running with their hair with their hair on fire and they can shoot the gap. Or like we just said, they can run sideline to sideline. Oh, and they're all six four. Oh, and they got long arms. Come on, man, these dudes can cover the entire second level in the offensive line, not be able to work up to them. You can't account for linebackers. You can account for defensive alignment. If you have an amazing defensive end, I can chip on you all day long. I can set another yes. tight end over there to you. I can, I can, I can neutralize you as a defensive alignment. If you're a cornerback, I can run hot routes. I can run screens over there. I can run quick slants, one step uh, nows. I, neutra- I can neutralize you. Linebackers, you can't neutralize linebackers. Mm -hmm. So when you have three hungry young dogs out there that can run around, they have good size on them, 6'3", 6'4", 240, 245 pounds, and they can run, all three of them, guess what? You become dangerous.
1: I, I completely girthy. agree with what you're saying. In the foundations of football, having a good front seven is better than having a bad front seven. I completely agree. But you also you brought up the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You brought up how they built their team, right? Yeah, that front seven is just <coughs> nasty. I mean, they are just doggone nasty. impressive. Sure. How many of those guys did they select? And where did they select those guys? And where is the the contract value kind of allocated throughout there? The highest paid corner on their team, by the way, right this second is their 21st highest paid player on their team. You know why? Because their starting three corners were all drafted in the last three years, and they were all drafted in the first or the second day. So I think overall you're talking about premium picks that give you cheap contracts at a premium position like cornerback that allow you to be free to make additions elsewhere where you're able to go and go and get an edge rusher that's established. You're able to go get a defensive tackle that's established. Sure, the Cowboys haven't proved to any of us that that's a possible thing because they want to go find these bargains. That's the frustrating thing. But the way that things have kind of turned out for Tampa Bay, and if you're going to compare the Cowboys to Tampa Bay, look at where they're drafting these players and look at where they're getting it. Sure, they've spent high-end picks on edge rushers in the past. Sure, they've done that with guys like Devin White at the linebacker spot. That's a thing, sure, because he was a, a player that was in that spot that was highly touted enough coming out of college to where he was worth it. I don't think there's that player in that draft. That's why I think the cornerback spot and keeping things changed Cheaper on the outside, where your top two corners, which would be either Trayvon Diggs or whoever you draft this year, are going to be cheap for the next five years.
0: Dude, that you know that's really clever the way you tried to do that, Kyle. <laughs> but. I, I
3: was convinced. <laughs> I, I, you
0: know, I, was that, not, I was not. <laughs> That's clever. I like that. But if you ask Bruce Arians, which would he have rather had the defensive line under contract versus those secondary guys, if he could have drafted Jason Pierre-Paul and Ndamukong Sue and guys like that, he would have rather drafted those guys and filled those rest but of those positions. But he found them anyways. In. He just had the luxury. Right, right. He had the luxury to be able to do that. I mean, look, this is necessity for us. This is the necessity part. We have to find playmakers and impact players. We think that we have a few or we have one uh, in Tank Lawrence, uh, but outside of that, everybody else has a question mark. So, Look, you have to start the building blocks, the foundation of your team. It starts up front, whether it be Neville Gallimore, whether it's Tristan Hill, whether it's Antoine Woods, all of those things. We still need guys that are going to make an impact on the front in front. Uh, for us the back half our linebackers we realize there's a void there if we can get better at the linebacker mm-hmm. position then great safety there's a legitimate need <laughs> back there at safety yes, cuz he doesn't solidify anything okay so when you're talking about what's going on on the outside all of that's cosmetic Kyle okay kind of like, like is your it glasses. Though? this this cosmetic right <laughs> did, you, know did you look at the Seattle yes. tape and say that's
2: cosmetic <laughs> yes, because it, it was pretty wrong. bad hey Kyle Kyle I'm going to tell you right now if I'm a cornerback, if, if I'm a veteran cornerback, because that's where you're also going to fill in some of these voids after the draft. Let's not be mistaken. No. You're going to draft yeah. a young corner. You are going to grab a young corner in this draft. But there's also guys like Richard Sherman nah. sitting back there chilling right now, yeah. just training, just training and waiting to see. Guess what? How Stop. dominant is the front seven going to be to determine how much work I'm going to have to put in? I'm just being I'm being real with you guys. You guys don't want to hear this. This is real. Cornerbacks, yeah. the, the, you have to work harder if you don't have a solid front seven.
3: Well, there's no question was about
2: that. Sherman it that's in?
1: just how football
2: so works. There's, so, there's, so there's, absolutely. So, there's premium. There's still premium veteran guys who are willing to come get the bread and, and go after a Super Bowl if the front seven looks good. But draft guess, is, guess what? I can go out here and I, I can mentor these guys. I can show these young bucks how to do this thing. And guess what? I will rotate through. And, I, and because of the front seven, I don't have to come out here and be what I used to be. That's just, that's the reality, guys. I know you That's guys the
0: reverse of your you know, argument, Kyle Everybody was It's not saying, oh, these guys have yeah. to be No,
2: they don't have to be at the top of their game These guys just have to simply just be good And be mentors and be vets And guess what? I'll, I'll, take, a, I'll take a little tax break I'll take a tax break <laughs> To come out here and, and help these young bucks along in a, in, a, in a system that I'm familiar with And guess what? If y'all take care of that up front I'll come in there I'll come in here for if for the different But if you don't take care of that up front, I'm not sticking these dudes that y'all about to face this year <laughs> for six, seven seconds. I'm not doing it. Okay,
3: but we've, estab- it. we've established they need a lot of help in a lot of spots. Yeah. So if they draft Micah Parsons but, at 10, linebacker, linebacker not, not an not a edge rusher that's going to play that right in spot that Alden Smith played last year. Don't need it. Okay, but if you, you get him in place, is is the front seven so infinitely better that like you said on the back end you Heck just yes. got you just got to be okay you just got to be okay i don't i don't yes, think so i don't think mean so. actually
2: i'm not no i'm not saying you're done don't let me don't no i i want to make sure that i'm clear on this we're not done making your acquisitions you are nowhere near done however i feel really good about my front about Dallas's front seven if you put parsons in there I feel really good about it. With some of the other pickups that they've already acquired early in the offseason, I feel good. Do I feel like amazing about it? Not yet. Not yet. Not until I see these guys all work together. But guess what? I'm feeling doggone good because I know at least I got some dogs that are hungry. They're gonna run around and they're gonna get after the quarterback. And guess what? You picked up the big, the big dog on gargantuan in the middle. You're not gonna run the ball up the middle. Right. You got a couple guys, we got Tristan Hill, we got Gallimore, we got some young guns, some dogs that are up front. We know they can play. We know they have a drive. We know they have a motor, right? And they, these guys are going to continue to get better. And they're going to get coached up by one of the best defensive coaches so, in the league. It's going to get better. But secondary is easier to feel with veterans for the discount double check than it is defense alignment.
1: That's the real. I, I agree to a certain extent, but also whenever we're talking about the draft, you have to draft where the draft allows you to draft. I mean, that's just plain and simple where the value is. And the value in this draft with edge rushers, defensive linemen, you can talk about linebackers, front seven, whatever. All the front seven you can get in the day two part of the draft. Which, by the way, you have three picks. You could pick two guys if you wanted to to get that dude. I don't think Micah Parsons is that guy. I don't think he's that guy That's that you say, alright, Let's let's forget about getting a guy day two, and let's go find a guy day one and just solidify that spot. No, cornerback is that position. That's where the value lies early in the draft. I mean, you could talk about offensive tackle there. You could talk about cornerback. You could talk about wide receiver, pass catcher. Of course, that's not a need corner is a need. It is a glaring need right now for this team. And whenever you have a pick (laughs) at 10, you can make that selection and then go and get an edge rusher later on in rounds 2 or 3 that can be a starter for you. You're talking about them already. Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, you're you're relying a lot on those guys already. They were day 2 picks. They weren't top 10 picks.
2: Kyle, I think there's two different game plans, right? There's two different approaches. I think the approach that Heckma and myself are taking, I think we can go ahead and split this up now. Heckma and myself are taking an approach of what guys are going to have the most impact on our team, right, Mm -hmm. In our team, not which guys are necessarily the best in this draft. There's two different ways that you approach this. You can pick the best player available, right? Guys always do that all the time. But does that fill the void that your team needs to be most dominant right now? Yes, I can, You can argue that Patrick Sertan is a better player than Parsons. You can make that argument. But but does putting him on your team right now make you more dominant? Or does it just give you better outlook in terms of the future? You put Parsons on your team, and all of a sudden your front seven <laughs> as a unit is more dominant. And that's what I'm right talking now. about. You you have to change your mindset to say, oh, well, this player's going to – he's great in college. He's going to be great in the league. Yeah, down a road, yeah. Down a row. But is he going to have that impact right now? Is he going to go out and line up and stop freaking – freaking
1: heel and 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 everybody else is going to give you a better chance than than reggie robinson and and julio jones is going to route you
2: rashard (laughs) robinson i mean it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, Kyle. You know this. It if does Patrick matter. Peterson ain't stopping. Mike Evans and these guys. If they're not. If nobody else is stopping. So just be real. Just say, okay. This is a sect the fact that receivers are going to win. Let's get home before they get open.
3: When it comes right down to it, just give me defense. You give me defense. <laughs> I'll high five you, Isaiah, through the screen, man. Just, just give me defense. Oh,
1: I, I. Don't agree with you, Isaiah, and I, I'm sure that's not going to change. But I do it's agree okay. in the fact that we are going to be a better team after pick number ten. Hopefully, I mean I just, that better be. I, 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 I don't know. If not, we're going to have a lot of a lot of extra arguments on the show. Okay, we're going to have to take our second break. When we come back, what are the biggest shoes to fill on that defensive side? I feel like we've already hit a lot of that in our argument. But <laughs> we'll talk. We'll that? talk about it a little more when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> My uncle. Clint Tillison with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss package. Our 5075E John Deere 75-horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm
2: Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at at are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then
1: guess who's getting a deal?
0: Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash.
1: It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just ten bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word Team JB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, ten bucks,
3: free shipping.
2: Since eighteen sixty five, Stetson hats are American made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
1: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
0: Back to Talking Cowboys.
1: I'm exhausted after that last <laughs> segment. I'm just—I need another coffee. But you know what? I'm not exhausted of is hearing mm. with my Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds. Because whether you're listening to us on Talking Cowboys or Music While You Work Out, with Bose Quiet Comfort Earbuds, you can experience audio at a whole new level. Bose Comfort Earbuds, the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Man, Isaiah got hooked up with Bose headphones and... Oh, he got them. Ooh. He does. Yeah, look, they're Ooh. fire. He, he got it. He, he got, got He got he hooked up with them. Bose headphones and SLR lenses in like the span of one week. Heck, what's it like, though?
0: <laughs> Rob, it's like a <laughs> symphony in my head. Yeah, yeah, that's symphony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did he just pop back up with glasses? Oh my gosh! It's all about that
3: product placement,
1: baby. All of it. Yeah, Put it down it. on the. Come on. I look like my dad if I wear him like this. I don't like this. I don't. I don't wear like my hey,
2: that nose. That's that's the uncle. I'm trying to tell you. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the barbecue uncle. Hey, give me that game. Hey, young buck. Hand me that. Hand me that paper
1: plate. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little extra. Extra pasta salad on there. (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness. All right.
0: This is good, man. We're off the chain right now. Yeah, it is.
1: Uh, Final three minutes. So I'm going to ask you rapid-fire questions. Look at the roster right now. Whatever the moves have been made in the past, is there a position – or multiple positions that stand out as having the most need entering this draft. I'm not even talking about premium picks. I'm just saying we need players here that can be young good whatever you want to say rob i'll let you start off but is there a position that sticks out to you right now anywhere on the defensive
3: side of the football honestly (laughs) i mean i've been i've been saying defensive tackle for months and i still kind of i think heck kind of alluded to it like i'm still you could still find a big time tackle that could disrupt things in the middle and stop the run uh along with your free agent additions like i'm i'm still on board with that um I mean, we have covered corner and linebacker, and I'm, I'm not in disagreement about linebacker depth uh, and talent, like Isaiah said. Alden Smith leaving, uh, you know, Randy Gregory can step yep. in at edge rusher, but you could and Basham's there, but you could use another edge rusher. I mean, honestly, could. like I, I, it sounds boring, but it's really give me a playmaker anywhere, and I'm happy about it. Isaiah,
2: yeah, I'm going with I'm gonna go with we need a corner. We need a corner. I think we want a linebacker. Um, yeah, we need a corner. I,
1: I want to throw things. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> We're
2: talking about positions. We're talking about positions, right? We are. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're talking about position. We need corner. <laughs> Kyle,
0: you okay, bro? He's not. Heck, take it, take it from there. He's not. All right, well... I am hey, going to start with with safety. We need yeah. we need a safety um, I don't think we didn't fix anything. Uh, we have a the guy, you know the Kazi that we signed from Atlanta. He's I like coming with a, an Achilles rupture, so don't know how he's going to heal for that. But we def I want to see us go into the draft and get one of these uh, stud safeties. But I'm going to stay with the linebacker position. That needs to be depth added. We need a yep. playmaker. Uh, you know, Leighton Vander Esch is in the point where will the Cowboys pick up his fifth year option? There are a lot of question marks there, and I think drafting a stud linebacker pretty much puts a lot of things in perspective and lights a fire under a lot of guys. We
3: haven't talked about Keanu Neal, though. He doesn't make you feel better at that position. Even if he's kind of moonlighting there at 215 pounds, he doesn't yeah. make you feel better there.
0: He's coming down, he's, he's coming down in you the box. You said it, moonlighting. You said it. He's moonlighting. So Mm -hmm. that's not going to be, you know, (laughs) it's in and out. I'm just trying to make you feel better. I'm talking about your guy.
1: Okay. No, I think outside of corner, there are three positions that that I think you need to pick up guys in. And I think it's safety because Mm -hmm. the exact same reason that Heckman just alluded to is uh, Keona Neal and Demonte Kazee could both be guys that are good. Like they could both be high ceiling signings, but it's not like Likely, I mean, you we can look know. At it. You don't know. You have become, zero yeah. idea what they're going to be. Gianna Neal could come in and be an absolute stud. I mean, he's made a Pro Bowl before. Sure. He was on the the upward trajectory as the season was ending last year. He could be really good. Who knows? He could also be terrible and not play a couple, of, but a couple of snaps all year long. Who knows? So, safety is one of them. The other one is edge rusher, and the other one is offensive tackle. Even though you've signed Ty Niseki to kind of be that swing tackle mm-hmm. position, I want a guy to groom for the future. Not necessarily to start this year, but Absolutely. I want I want to get somebody who's going to be the next the the heir to the throne of Tyron Smith. And then of course, Lyle Collins is pretty good on the right side. So I want to go get a left tackle. That's that's one of my positions that you need to go and get, but that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you learned something. Hope you enjoyed yourself over the last hour. We will be back next Monday 11:30 Central Time here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Hopefully, I'm going to put a pressure a little pressure on our bosses upstairs. Hopefully all four of us will be in studio next week because Woo. it's the week of the draft, and it would be the third show ever that we would ever be in <laughs> yeah. person for. So I'll chop to that. How about We're that? For Rob, got... Phillips, <laughs> yeah. for Rob Phillips, for the uncle yeah. at the barbecue, Isaiah Stanback, for hey, Heckma Harrison, God. for Chris Beam, I'm Kyle Yeoman. <laughs> <laughs> so long from talking Cowboys. We'll see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?
2: Yeah.